Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Gridiron Nation, brought to you by the NGSC Sports Radio Network. I'm your host of the Gridiron Nation, the heartthrob, G.W. Gross, a.k.a. G. Stelio. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and check out the .com website, gstelio.com, at G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. And with me, as always, is my co-host, the super producer, the man from the West Coast, my man, Brian Mejia. How are you feeling, Brian? Feeling good. Uh, just uh, a little controversy around our beloved sport, our beloved league, uh, with a team that that that's no stranger to it, and um, it's just a very interesting story. Yeah, you know what? It is what it is, man. It is what it is. They're, they're the best team in the league, and we'll get to it in a second, right? So, when, when you're the best, you can do whatever you want. That's pretty much the rule to life. And that's pretty much what the NFL is proving, too. As, as long as you're good at what you do, you're pretty much going to get away with it or get a slap on the wrist. That's pretty much the NFL's credo. But before we even get into that controversy, um, I don't even know where to start. So many coaching changes going on in the NFL. Obviously, it was yeah. the week before the, the Super Bowl, so we won't be making Super Bowl predictions or anything crazy like that, or else we'll have no show to tell you guys next week. But a lot of coaching changes going on. But um, first, let's just, let's just go over the um, – the games that, ha- that happened last week. The first one, obviously, probably the game of the year, uh, NFC yeah. championship game, um, the Green Bay Packers going into Seattle. Green Bay had this game under control for, for all that's worth. They had it under control for about three, three and a half quarters, you could probably say. Right. You know, right, right. And, and then it all just went south for them. And I've never seen anything like this, Brian, where it was just like well, – I've, I've seen it in college – but I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I haven't seen it. I think last time I saw something like this was when the Bears played on Monday Night Football and beat the Vikings. I guess the Cardinals. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Cardinals. Or, you, know, you know which one was kind of similar to? Well, not as bad. I don't know if you remember the 2003 Monday Night Football game when Peyton Manning played the Buccaneers in, in Tampa. The, the the Buccaneers were up 31-10, and the Colts ended up winning 38-31. to the, yep. to 31. I think that that I remember that one pretty clearly, but yeah, well, and, and, and you know what? You barely see it in a playoff game, and you barely right, see it when, right. when it's when, when it's coached by a team by, by a guy like Mike McCarthy. You know, one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Yeah, you, you know me. Every week, I give him praise. You know, I shouldn't because I'm a Bears fan. I give the guy praise every week, but it, it just looks like the team folded. I mean, uh, but first I want to talk to you. I want to know what your opinion was. About, right. McCart- about McCartney going for field goals early in the game when he has like one down to go on fourth down. Um, I, 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 how do you feel? Did you feel that was the right move, or do you think he should well, try to punch it in? When they were on the one inch line, I thought he should have gone for it. Uh, the second time, obviously not. But when they were on the one inch line, I feel like you have to go for it. You're the underdog. Uh, you're going against a team with a great defense. You might not ever get another opportunity to go for it on the one inch line. 
But uh, he chose to go for it. And you know what, G, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> it was a total team collapse. I don't think it was on Mike at all. I don't think it was mm-hmm. on, you know, um, anyone in particular. It was a total team effort. But, you know, at the but the, the, the thing about it is uh, I think – I, I mean the the stats don't. Rogers played pretty well given that he had a calf injury or whatever, and you know it's just it was wow it was a it was just an unbelievable thing to watch. I never like you said I've never seen anything like that in a playoff game from from a, a team uh, two teams one team that just won the Super Bowl obviously they have the pedigree and, and you know they have that great defense and. You know, they have an up-and-coming QB with a monster at running back. And, you know, you go up against another team that, that, that won a Super Bowl not so long ago. Uh, you know, the, the, maybe the best well the best quarterback in the league with, with, a, with a pretty good head coach. You don't expect that team to have a meltdown either. And it just – it was just very surprising to me, um, gee, that all those sequences that happened, I mean, it just seemed like – like Dom Caper started calling, stopped calling the defense that he was calling basically the whole game uh, on those last two drives, last three drives uh, that the Seahawks scored in uh, the last three minutes, including overtime. And then it was just Mike in, in that five minute mark when Julius Peppers told um, uh, Morgan Burnett to just lay down. I mean, he, Morgan Burnett could have ran almost maybe all the way to the to the end zone, or at least to get him into field goal range. And the play calling in that sequence, they just ran the ball three times with Eddie Lacy. They didn't even try to attempt to throw the ball to Richard Sherman's side, and knowing Richard Sherman's arm was pretty bad. So, you know, there was just a lot of things that happened in that football game that make you scratch your head kind of and say, wow, a, a Mike McCarthy team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback gave away this game, but... Uh, the, you, you can never underestimate the heart of a champion, I guess. You know, when it comes to McCarthy, I actually don't criticize McCarthy for taking the field goals because, cause honestly, it wasn't like, first of all, it's not like the Seahawks, as great as the team they are, it's not like they have a juggernaut offense. They don't. You know, the Seahawks, the Seahawks are not the kind of team that's going to just put up 35 on you, you know. And, and not for nothing, it, it looked like, and they did. The, 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 the Green Bay Packers had Russell Wilson's number. You know, the, the receivers were botched up. You know, that, that, there was nothing going for this offense. So the way I the way I felt was McCarthy was taking the points. He had confidence that, that his offense was gonna was gonna keep driving because they were. You know, that the, the defense didn't know what they were doing really. Well. The first half was just weird because the Seattle Seahawks did not look like the Seattle Seahawks team that we knew. You know, got Green Bay was, was pretty much moving the ball pretty easily, and their defense was stopping Seattle cold. You know, and and, and when it came to that interception. Then a section at the so Julius Peppers told the guy to go down. He slit, he slides out there, and it's up in the ball. That that to me showed the Green Bay Packers kind of thought they had this game in the bag. Yeah, yeah. You know, like definitely. So, so, so mentally, that, that, when, when you do that, when, you know, everybody knows defensive players get the ball. They 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 try their hardest to get to the end zone because they might not ever have that opportunity again in their career. That's pretty much the way right. every defensive player thinks of it. So when his teammates or whatever say, "Go down," this is the playoff. Go down. He went down. They're celebrating. Green Bay Packers. Okay, the same round. let me ask oh. you this: do, do, do you think Morgan Burnett had had a, had the edge and, and could have gone all the way? I saw it after. 
I said, wow, what, what was Julius looking at? Maybe Julius didn't want one of the linemen or Russell to tackle him from behind so he can fumble, but I didn't understand why Julius no, did that. Julius Peppers is a moron, which is why the Bears didn't resign him. Julius Peppers is a moron. That's why the Bears didn't resign him. You know, he wasn't aware of what happened or he was too scared to take that chance. Even if, even if Burnett doesn't score, you're putting Aaron Rodgers in better field position. Field goal range. Put on yeah. another field goal. Yeah, you know, you've got to give your team a chance. The Green Bay Packers thought they had this rest up. They thought there was no way a miracle. Me and you, me and you thought they had it wrapped up. Yeah, everybody thought they had it wrapped up. Everybody did. But, but, there was nobody so more. more. That they didn't. There was nobody. It, it, it explains more that when things started going the Seahawks' way, the Packers didn't know how to react. The only one who knew how to react was Mason Crosby. He was the only guy. You know, everybody yeah. else did not know how to react when the Seahawks were coming back to them. No. And then not only that, that duck that Russell threw for the two-point conversion could have been oh, knocked down by Morgan Burnett as well, and, oh, and, and Luke Wilson ended up catching it. That, that had to be the most disgusting. That, that looked like something you see from, like, Pee Wee Football League, like a six-year-old kid yeah. <laughs> throwing a duck like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And so that's the way it looked. It was the most ridiculous thing I've seen. But, but, but that's how the Seahawks win games sometimes. You know, that like, the craziest thing is just, Kind of happened but, to see but you know play. what? I give look. Russell had the worst game I've ever seen him play for the first uh, quarter and 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 ten minutes. That was the worst thing I had ever seen him do. It, it, you know, but you know when he that 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 throw that that, that last two sequences that throw to Lynch that obviously almost got him to the end zone, um, and then the 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 forty yard bomb that he threw to Jermaine Curse to actually win the game. Thought he he did well for himself there because, I mean, you saw the really bad, and then you saw some of the good that he can do. But it was just a tough game to, 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 to watch for the first uh, three quarters if you're a Seahawks fan. And, you know, well, obviously they pulled that out at the end, and it was just it was just an amazing thing to see, to tell you the truth, G, because I, I didn't expect an Aaron Rodgers-led team to, 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 to go ahead and give up that lead. And, wow, it was just... Very surprised. I, I was very entertained. Hey, I won because it was plus eight, and I don't know why they would put it at plus eight, but who cares? Um, but it's just very strange that the game was that um, so extreme. Like I, I think nobody ex- expected for the score uh, to be for the game to go as it did. I mean, the outcome maybe probably mostly everybody picked Seattle, but. Everybody clearly saw who the better team was for the first three quarters and who probably should have won the game. And, you know, well, the Seahawks ended up winning the game. But if it, if, if if you can't beat them with four picks from Russell Wilson and not getting any first downs in the first quarter and, 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 and stopping Marshawn Lynch in the, in the first half and you still can't beat them, I mean, wow, I don't know how you're going to beat them. That's, that's just tough. It's just going to be tough to beat them. And, and I'm glad you mentioned Marshawn Lynch because it, it, it's amazing. I, and I wrote an article about Russell Wilson, and it's just amazing that, like, as soon as the game's over, everybody wants to praise Russell Wilson. The Seahawks came back because of Marshawn Lynch. Let's just be 100% honest. With, without Marshawn Lynch in that fourth quarter, the Seahawks team does absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I, I agree mean, with it, you there. And, like, and, and, and this is what I've been saying for a while. 
Marshawn Lynch is 80% of that team's offense. Everything goes off Marshawn Lynch. He, he may be moody. He may be a little weirdo. You know, he, 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 he dances to the beat of his own drummer. But the guy is an all-out beast. He, yeah. he proves yeah, it again. And he proves it again. He could do it in crunch time. Not many running backs do it in crunch time. It was third and six. This is a, a passing down, and they handed it off to him so he gets seven yards. There are not many running backs that do this in crunch time. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the best back in the league. Is there an argument for anybody else? I mean, it, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it, it's hard. It, I mean, it, I mean it, DeMarco, it, it, DeMarco it, it, had a great year. Yeah, yeah. But, no, it, 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 it's hard to argue it, honestly. It's hard I to mean, I mean, look what the guy does for his team, and 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 exactly. and you know, I mean, look, I, 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 you know how I, you know what I think of Russ. I think Russ is a good player. I think Russ is a top ten quarterback in this league. I know he is. He has a skill set and and everything. Um, he just, he had a horrible game. Uh, Marshawn is this constant person that that always always is there for him, no matter what. Um, you know. Uh, the the Seahawks aren't too talented on the outside, obviously with Curse and, and 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 Baldwin, but they get the job done. Luke Wilson gets the job done, but Marshawn and you know, Russ and Marshawn are, are, are more Marshawn, like like you said, is is the key to the whole offense. And you know, Russ did make up for himself throwing that forty yard bomb to Jermaine Course was a beautiful throw, beautiful catch, uh, the right play call at the right time, and, and they executed and, and they won the game. But you know it was it, it it's just very hard for me to see uh, uh, um, them lose uh, you know eventually with that type of performance. But it was just a very very gritty and championship uh, you know type performance by the Seahawks to come back and win that game. That's that's that that, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Probably the most amazing thing that I've ever seen on the football field. To, to be honest, I, I never thought that they would have come back to win. Never. And if they would have picked six it at the end for Rodgers in regulation and would have uh, 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 came back and scored, they would have killed everybody's uh, <laughs> would have killed everybody's spread and everybody would have been happy. But it it it, it would have just that would have just been even crazier. But that game was just so unbelievable to watch, and I'm I'm glad I saw it. All right, but before we go to the other game. Yeah, you know, let you and me argue for a little bit. Let's just argue. For okay. A bit. All okay. right. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Russell Wilson. Ne- ne- next year, I mean, after this season, Seahawks mm. are prepping. Seahawks are prepping to get this guy what's quoted as to be a record-breaking contract. So, so is Andrew Luck. He's in talks as well. But as yeah, of right yeah. now, as, as of right now, we'll just focus on Russell Wilson. You know. Right. But if if you're Seattle. Are you mm-hmm. really gonna Are you really gonna pay Russell Wilson what what you would pay Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? You, you really want to pay him more than uh, or as mm-hmm. much as those guys at that quarterback position? All right. Well, he just won the Super Bowl last year. He's probably gonna win the Super Bowl again this year. And the going rate for those people are twenty to twenty-five million dollars. Am I right? Yeah, thanks to Joe Flacco and his nonsense. Oh, okay, right, right, right. So, if that's the rate and you have one, do you let him go, or do you pay him? 
Well, 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 not for nothing. When it happened to Baltimore, I was saying don't sign Joe Flacco. I'm the guy who – I'm the one guy, I think, who doesn't put wins with quarterbacks. I don't care how many playoffs – I don't care what your playoff record is. I don't care what your – Super Bowl wins doesn't put you equal to Aaron Rodgers. Super Bowl yeah, that's true. That's it'll true. put no, you no, equal no, to Drew Brees. You know, and, right, and even if right. even Russell Wilson knocks his two Super Bowls, that doesn't do anything. Terry Bradshaw has how many Super Bowls? And four. He has four, and he's nowhere near. He's the top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he but, was a terrible but, but quarterback. In, 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 it's it's kind of like um, I want to use this example because it's out there or whatever. Um, a different sport. Uh, Max Scherzer. Is he worth the two ten that the Nationals just gave him? He's thirty one. He no. got a, a a pretty big. He, no, he's not worth no. it. No, the, the, the national. But here's the difference. Bro. Here's the difference. Here's the difference, though. Russ is 26. You know, he 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 still has a lot more. He, he's gonna get better. The 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 term that I heard for Russ, and it was good, and this is what Trent Dilfer um, kind of alluded to on, on that subject. Uh, he does a, a Bay Area radio show. It's called The Wheelhouse. Uh, 95.7 the game. I listened to the podcast. He said this on on that radio show. He said, um, Russell Wilson is what we wanted Michael Vick to be. We wanted him to be that, that, that good runner like him and to make the perfect decision with the football and, and to have a strong running game. Russ is everything that we wanted Michael Vick to be. That's what I kind of, kind of compare him to, but you know, obviously Michael Vick, well, they're probably the same speed. I mean, both of them are really fast. But um, in terms of the quarterback, if you have one, I mean, Jay, would you go – if you could redo that deal last year, would you do it? Uh, I would – you know what's funny about that Jay Cutler deal before? I don't know if I can sidetrack. Yeah. I, I think right, the Bears right. just – I think the Bears just overshot that deal. I don't think the Bears had to give him that much money and he would have stayed. To be quite honest, like I think the Bears, that was all Phil Emery, obviously, and that's why he's not in Chicago. I think the Bears, could, they could have went a lot lower on that deal and got Jay Cutler to sign. You know, I I I thought when I when I heard the right. money, I was like, I was like, that's a lot of money for Jay Cutler. I mean, like cause once right. again, because Jay Cutler is nowhere near being a top three quarterback. I I just right. think keeping your guy on your team because because there's only about fifteen guys who are. Or even starting caliber, starting quarterback caliber in the league. Yeah. I just think yeah. he's trying to keep them. But the overpaying for quarterback is getting out of control. This, like, right. I, I agree I with you there. It. I don't even say it. And, and Andy Dalton, let's talk about Andy Dalton for a second. And Andy right. Dalton doesn't win playoff games. You know, and you know me, like I just said, like I just said, I don't care about that, really. You know, I don't. You know, and it's a matter of, because this team is garbage. He has one of the worst coaches in the NFL, Marvin Lewis. You know, but. And when Andy Dalton inked that deal, uh, his multi-million dollar deal, people were flipping out, flipping out. Oh, how can you do this? How can you do that? Russell Wilson, at the end of the year, his passing stats and Andy Dalton's pretty much go neck and neck. Tell me, and, tell me, I, tell me Russell Wilson's stats. Tell me, uh, tell I, me I, Russell. Tell me Russell. I don't have. I actually, I, I wrote the article, dude. Right. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's numbers go pretty much hand in hand with guys like Alex Smith. With Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick, and even, Brian, and, and even Brian Hoyer, who played two less games for the Cleveland Browns. Even Brian Hoyer. 
You know, and, Sorry, and, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up for you right now. Hold on. The other thing is, Russell Wilson this year didn't have one game where he threw over 300 yards. Now, he did. He did. One. He had one. Oh, no. So the Rams. That's not it. He didn't have one game where he threw over 3,000. He it threw. Was. That, that, that was he threw. Uh, Russell Wilson threw for, hold on. 3,500 yards, 3,475 yards and 20 touchdowns with uh, nine rushing touchdowns and 875 yards rushing. So he's a dual threat quarterback. He's a guy that runs for 800 and throws for 3,000. 20 touchdowns total. And and, and so is Colin Kaepernick and so is Cam Newton. Yeah, but, you, you know, know but, uh, yeah, no, 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 you're right there. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson has the benefit of that elite defense to back him up. Hey, let me tell you, that defense also kept them in this game. Because he, he kept giving yeah. the ball no, back no, to that, 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 And that, that defense that, kept them in the game. That, without a doubt, that de- that's why they're the best defense ever, G. And mm-hmm. that, 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 did you see the field positioning that that team was in? <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. To see where they were at, where where Green Bay was starting at, and they only came out with thirteen points. That yeah. was crazy. A team like uh, like the Raiders, a team like the Bears, a team like you know maybe the Giants. These teams that have very mediocre defenses, they they would have given the, the game would have been thirty four to nothing already, or thirty four or or, or or thirty to nothing. Uh, you know, it would have been crazy, and and wow, that that was just, it was just amazing that that I mean, defense the, only gave up thirteen points in those four possessions. That they Green Bay never started. No, uh, their average starting point in the first half was at the forty yard line. That is crazy. That is crazy. You know that, and 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 Eddie Lacy was doing pretty well too. You know, I mean, I, it just everything just stopped for them. You know. Oh, that 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 poor guy Boinkin on Green Bay is like on suicide watch. Again, death threats left and right. I mean, I mean, it, it, even then, I understand people are saying, "Oh, well, he, he should have been blocking." Joey Nelson right behind him. I mean, he's trying to make a play on the ball. I mean, I, I don't know. He's a football player. He's trying to play. He's trying to make a play on the ball. Obviously, he misjudged it completely. You know, and the rest is history. You know, but and and, and, and what is it? After every after every time they win the NFC Championship game, one of the Seahawks got get on camera and say something stupid. Like like last year was Mr. Sherman, this year was Doug Baldwin. They just gotta be loud and stupid on camera after every NFC championship game. I am really <laughs> like like yeah. unnecessary from Doug Baldwin. people who watch football religiously don't even know who Doug Baldwin is. You know, like whatever. Just, I, 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 I don't just, agree with Doug that when he said that <laughs> well no everybody counted it. Man, nobody counted you out. <laughs> no one even knows you, Doug. <laughs> Doug, believe me. Nobody counted your team out. Nobody was dumb enough to count your team out. Believe me, everybody, everybody knows who you guys are, and nobody's gonna count you guys out. So that, the, the, the one thing I will say in closing about that game in the first half, it was pretty evident that when you don't have Percy Harvin and Golden Tate on that offense, and you take them out, huge, huge, huge difference. I mean, because I, 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 let's be honest, I, and I said this on my podcast this week, like. Golden Tate, for all things considered, he never had a thousand yards in Seattle. He had a thousand yards his first year with Matthew Stafford, who's a one-trick pony at quarterback. You know, and and and, and you, know, you take off the X factor of Percy Harvin. That's a lot of offense, considering that the the receivers of Baldwin and Curse, who I give 
credit for because they're great blockers on the outside and usually are short-handed. In this game, you know, I don't know what was wrong with Curse, but usually they're short-handed receivers and they're tough guys. You know, so I, I don't totally just dump on them. But, but not having Golden Tate and Percy Harvin, that's a huge, huge downgrade. And you noticed that in that game where they couldn't, they couldn't do anything on the outside. Um, moving on, let's go to the other AF, let's go to the AFC game. Uh, we got the Pats. Pats totally destroying the Colts. I don't think anybody should have been surprised by this score. The Colts didn't deserve to be in this game. I, I, I told you and Kyle last week that this game was going to be a complete blowout. And it was. As soon as it, let me say, as soon as it was 14 zip, I changed the channel. I stopped watching. I was like, this is, it's over. You know, there's no way Indianapolis comes back down 14 zip to a real football team because this is finally a real football team they're going up against. Um, But before we get into the stuff that happened after the game, what do you think the Colts have? I think the Colts have so many questions in the offseason. You know how I feel about Chuck Pagano. This this rushing defense is terrible. Their secondary is not too shabby. They have one of the better corners in the NFL over there. You know, obviously there's no question with luck. He's your guy 10 years going. T.Y. is a good piece. You know, they just got to do more. You know, I'm, I'm really pushing for them to push to get to Marius Thomas on that team because I would love to see him and look for another five, six years together. I think that would be amazing. But you pair them up with T.Y. Hilton. I don't know about Boom Heron, not running back. I don't think he's the answer. Trent Richardson, they traded for a number one pick, and he was deactivated before this game. That's how much garbage he is. You know, but what do you think the Colts have to go? Because – it's still a winnable division as long as the Texans have nothing at quarterback, you know. So, uh, what do you think the Colts have to do at this point? Find a running game for Andrew Luck. Um, you know, Hakeem Nix, I think he did a pretty good job on the other side of T.Y. with, you know, Reggie Wayne with whatever whatever was left of him this season. Uh, obviously, Fleener and Dwayne Allen came up big for Andrew Luck. And I, I, I just think that the, the, the Colts need to just draft better. They have a very good – they have a, a nice core in place, obviously, but I, I feel that they'll they'll, they'll be a lot better next year, G. They'll be better suited to probably beat a team like uh, the New England Patriots next year with more experience and good luck another year under his belt. We see how much he's improved. Each year he's he's gotten, um, you know, better. Um, he's he 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 went to the playoffs his first year, lost in the wild card round. Second year, he lost to the Pats in the divisional. Now he loses to the Pats in the AFC uh, title game. I think each year we're going to see a little bit more of movement from Andrew Luck. Um, I, I think the Colts are going to improve their roster. Um, I don't trust the people at the top, but when you have Andrew Luck, you just need a little bit of when you have Andrew Luck. You need a little bit of luck to fill out your roster a little more, and I think that's what the, the Colts are going to be able to do. Obviously, like you said, they have no real threat in that division um, right now, and um, they should be fine. I mean, they should be a team that's going to, um, you know, go ahead and uh, dominate that division. And, 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 you know, there's really only three guys that we thought that were going to – three teams that we thought were going to come out of the AFC anyway, which was obviously the, the Broncos or the, or, or the Patriots. Or we thought it was going to be Andrew Luck and the Colts, and I suspect it's going to be the same thing for the next couple of years as well. All right, and then we go to the Pats. I mean, typical—it was typical Patriots. They pretty much just did whatever they had to do. Like Garrett Blunt was huge in this game. Uh, what, 100 over 150 yards, I think, three touchdowns in this game. You know, I mean, they, they, oh, he had 148 yards. Sorry, three touchdowns in this game. Two of them came late, but you know, regardless of the cases, regardless of the cases, the case afterwards was that. The, 
up the pass for for deep laden goals to, to make it a little easier for Brady to grip or whatever. <laughs> for me, Brian, I really don't care about the deflating or overinflating a ball because it came out that Brad Johnson. It came out later that Brad Johnson, when he was in the Super Bowl, you know, it, it, he paid for football to be altered. That Aaron Rodgers just comes out, you know, just out of nowhere and says he he rather have them overinflated, you know, because it, it gives him a better grip. And, I mean, I I don't care about any of it. I mean, because the bottom line in this game. That the the, the, the Patriots could have been using bricks and and been beating them to the Colts forty five to seven. You know, it didn't matter in this game. I mean, do you think it's a big game, or do you think it's more that the track well, record of New England is more bothering everybody? The integrity of the league, uh, the Pats are the. We know the Pats mostly everybody obviously because of the three Super Bowls that they won. But after that, the three Super Bowls that they won because uh, they cheated. And that's the that's the asterisk that they always have, and that they will probably always have. You know, they'll always be known as they cheated some way. They're too good to do that kind of stuff, G. Why are they doing this? Did, 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 Why? Did you really consider that cheating? Like well, what they did? Okay. No, well, look. Well, like well, I, I, I'm not asking from what, an NFL standpoint. Is that do you think? I think they were one of the Super Bowls anyway. I, I I personally think they don't have a chance to win the Super Bowl anyway. But you're crazy. You're but crazy. I don't. I don't. I really don't. But anyway, we'll get into that next week. But but I think that I mean this team is is quarterbacked by a top three quarterback ever. Uh, they have probably the best head coach ever. Um, and they they they, they um. How can you say it? Well, it, it was explained pretty well earlier on, on TV. I saw it earlier. Um, when you get a ball and you deflate it by two PSIs, right, that two, 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 oh two pounds? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in weather 50 degrees or lower, it's like if you're throwing a softball, like a really softball. It's easier to grip. It's easier to catch. But when you have a ball that's inflated all the way, and it's um, you know it's it, it's regular in fifty degrees or lower, uh, it feels like a rock. So the Colts didn't have that. The, the Colts balls were inflated all the way, and they were at halftime as well. The Pats balls weren't. Um, you know, all twelve of them were deflated. So you know, it, it, they, they and they they only noticed because Brady threw that pick to Nicole Jackson. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's the Pats though. It's their it's it's their second major you know you know out uh, you know they were caught doing something again. Um, you know that, that's 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 something that's just very. Why are they doing that though? You know why? I mean. You guys are. I mean, we both know they're a great team. I mean, they're like I said earlier, they're quarterback by a top three quarterback ever. Maybe the best head coach. I mean, they 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 they've won a lot of games. It just makes you think. What else do they do to manipulate the games? It just makes you think. But would they have won the game? I think so. They probably would have won the game anyway. But in terms of that, they get the game plan around having the. Marcellus Wiley has a radio show here in L.A., and he was talking about it, and he said, well, when you have that, um, 
the disadvantages are there are many. Obviously, the ball is softer. You know, the Colts don't have that. Um, you get the game plan around having the deflated balls, uh, running the ball more, throwing short passes. And to tell you the truth, did you see Brady go for any deep passes this this game in, in the AFC Championship? League? I didn't. Maybe one, but when the game was out of line or whatever, I, I didn't I didn't see Tom chuck the ball downfield or anything. But it just just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, I, I think the pa- I think the world. Look, but to tell you the truth, Z, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, <laughs> does it bother me? No, but I mean, it's their second offense, and if you, you have to look at it like this, um, um, I heard earlier that you know a lot of owners are very mad about what happened, and a lot of people don't want to see Bill Belichick coaching the Super Bowl, and and I. I, I, I that would be a very big disadvantage for them, but you know, it's 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 very uh, interesting to say the least. What's what's going to happen? And the the only reason why this story is bigger and bigger is because it's the New England Patriots and they have a record of this, and that's not something good. I'll say another reason why the story is bigger and bigger is because they have two weeks to talk so much crap before the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, so so this story is going to be talked about a lot more than, you know, than it needs to be. I mean, I personally don't care. When it comes to things like this, I don't care. You know, I, and not for nothing, aren't the referees setting the ball down every time, you know, the Patriots are lining up? Like, that, 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 don't the refs have to touch the ball, set the ball down? Like, the referees didn't notice anything? Like, I, like I, if anybody gets in trouble, yeah, the Patriots should get in trouble, and those referees should be accountable, too, because, if they're there the whole game touching the ball after every after every down of the New England Patriots, then, then what are they doing? I agree with you there, but who gave the order to deflate the ball? Well, this just in. Hope Solo was suspended by U.S. Soccer for 30 days for behavior doing husband's DUI arrest. She's always getting in trouble, Hope Solo, isn't she? She's like... She's one crazy girl, that's for sure. Yeah, she's always like that. that, that, that did her husband call the cops on her for beating him up? He's a big dude. Like, like unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. I forget, I forget who he is. He's tight end or something, right? I'm not sure he's in the league anymore. You know, but he was a big guy. And like, you know, but Hope Solo, wow, Doug life, man. But I don't know. It's it. But what do you think the penalty should be for the Patriots? I'm thinking. I'm thinking what it's gonna be is probably a draft pick and money situation again. I I can't see a situation where Roger Goodell gets to spend no Belichick for the Super Bowl. If what I heard earlier was true, it's it's they want to suspend him for the Super Bowl and suspend him for the year and dock the draft pick. That's what I stupid. think it should be, <laughs> well, in terms of it, it it is, but at the end of the day. You're, who are you dealing with? You're dealing with the Pats. What did they do before? They got caught with Spygate. But, again, me, my my thing is, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Man, the Raiders used to use Sikkim in the 70s, in the 80s. That's cheating. You know, even though it wasn't in the rule book, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just a lot of things that happened. But what I think should happen is, yeah, Dockham draft picks, uh, their 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 first round draft picks and and maybe find them a million dollars. I don't know, but you know don't 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 know make them, um you know miss the Super Bowl. I mean, but this league, gee, this league does some things, some um some things that 
sometimes don't doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, they, they, they go with their, their gut uh, instinct into uh, disciplining people and, um, you know, they don't think it through. But, you know, next week is going to be a circus with having him and the Patriots um, answering all these questions. So you have to kind of think about it like this as well. Do the, does the league want the Pats to be answering these questions this week? When I say the Pats, Bill Belichick. Do they want Bill Belichick answering these questions this week, next week? So, I mean, maybe they want to stay in the in, in the news. Maybe they won't make if he if they don't suspend him for the Super Bowl. Maybe, what if they have him, um, you know, not talk in media day or something? He, he doesn't really talk anyway. I don't think he's going to talk about this anyway. So, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm in the boat of, like, I just don't care. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about it because we have to, but we're talking about deflating balls. I mean, that's what we're talking about with the Patriots. Like, and, and not for nothing, the NFL's been a mess this whole playoff run. I mean, when you talk about the, the Des Bryant catch, no catch, you know, yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been a mess. The playoff run has even been a mess officiating-wise. Sorry, I just dropped my headset. But, uh... <laughs> But it's just been a mess. And, like, it seems every week, even in the playoffs, some kind of controversy or some kind of wrong call. You got, yeah, what is it? You had Detroit with that pass interference, not pass interference thing against Dallas. Just weird stuff going on. And the NFL can't even get it right for the playoffs. You know, forget about the forget about the 17 week season. They can't even get it right in the playoffs. You know, and, and if you tell me you're going to suspend Bill Belichick for it, you know, if you're going to suspend Bill Belichick for this game, that's all, all that's going to do is make the Patriots fans just. Pretty much be like, ah, well, this one didn't count. That, that's pretty much how. It's pretty much how the Patriots fans gonna look at this. But let me tell you something: if Josh McDaniel ends up winning the Super Bowl, then somebody's getting fired right in the Super Bowl. Someone's gonna hire Josh McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, if he could somehow pull that off, because I don't think Josh McDaniel's the next guy up. You know, little. I mean, it's it's no no it's no secret who you think is gonna win and who I think is gonna win. Mm-hmm. But but you know it's it's it, it it I don't know if that changes your mind if he's not there in the Super Bowl, but it is going to change the line and that's for sure. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever makes no difference to me. But um, obviously the um, the table set for the Super Bowl of Patriots and the Seahawks. But um, obviously we're not going to get into that until next week. But any coaching changes you want to get into? Like, oh, what's happened? You got oh, like Chicago Bears that finally filled out their coaching staff. Um, I don't care about any of these guys that the Bears hired. Any of them. Are I, you I don't, serious? I don't care. I don't care about anything the Bears have done. Like the first off, the the uh, oh man, I forgot the guy's name. Right, Pate, the general manager, thirty-seven year old mm. kid. I, no, nothing about him. No reason for me to get excited. I, oh, he, get was it. Under, uh, he was under uh, uh, Mickey Loomis in New Orleans. So terrific. He did something right there for a couple years. Terrific. He gets Sean Payton's, like, Sean Payton's co- co-sign. Terrific. Like, that means nothing to me. Then they hired John Fox. That means nothing to me. And then yeah, that, Fox, that, that was a and, little underwhelming. But then when you see you got Vic Fangio and, and, and Adam Gates, that should, you know, Give you some excitement, especially Vic Fangio. He's coming in to fix a, a defense that was pretty atrocious for the past two years. No, not excited. Really? Don't I don't care. Let me tell you something. 
Fangio and Gates are like the reasons why I hate getting hyped up about coordinators. Fangio had a great cast of characters to coach. That's true. Uh, that's and, true. Like, and, 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 and you know, and that's something that Vincent Frank, our, our good friend, uh, just said. Um, you know, Vic Fangio was great with great talent. Exactly. I want, let's see how he is. Exactly. With yeah, not so like, great talent, exactly. Chicago. This is going to be his test to see if he's the truth. Because Chicago's awful. Chicago right. does nothing right on the, the defensive side of football. The personnel is awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have one good defensive end, and that's pretty much it. You know, right. really. I mean, that, that, that's all I see in the Bears roster. And then we look at Adam Gates, give me a break. That, that dude was pretty much John Fox's secretary the whole time. Like, listen, uh, what, what, what exactly did Gates do? And, uh, remember when my man Kyle, Kyle Nash said last week, if, if Gates is the guy who was calling in plays, he's the one forcing Manning to throw the ball 40-something times against the Colts when obviously Manning doesn't have it, and you have two healthy running backs who could have tore up the Colts front, front seven. You know, I'm not excited about any of these guys, and there's no reason for me to be because the Bears at best with the roster that we have is, again, a four or five-win team. There's nothing to get it. Let me say, I deal with so many Bears fans that are so optimistic and makes me want to throw up. There's no reason to get excited. I understand we're happy because every Tressman and Tucker are left. I understand that. You know, because anything after that, you have nowhere else to go but up. You know, the Bears got their lowest point with that coaching staff, with the GM, and with the roster. Nowhere to go but up right now. I don't care about any of these guys the Bears just hired, Brian. I feel for you, but I think it's going to be I, – I, I'm not – I wasn't too thrilled for you when I heard about John Fox because I think he's an ultra-conservative head coach, and that's not that's not what, what wins in this league anymore. But when I heard that, that – that, Adam Gase is coming in. I like his offensive mind. Um, you know, obviously he worked with Peyton, and you know we, we know how good he is. Um, hopefully they, they 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 work around a system that that works for everybody in Chicago. But I think Vic Fangio is going to be pretty good um, in Chicago. And you know, I mean, the problem maybe and I guess you can say the talent is there, but I think they'll be all right. Well, what other coaching changes happened? Um, it looks like, ah, yeah, what, what was this guy? Uh, Doug Marone definitely played his cards wrong. Um, he opted out of that build head coaching deal to become the yeah. defensive line yeah. coach in, and was it? Defensive line coach in Miami? Was Offen- it Jacksonville? Offensive line. Offensive in Jacksonville. line coach in Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. And he, he has the title of assistant head coach, but, but talk about playing your hand all wrong. Right, 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 right. He, he <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, would you rather be, in 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 Buffalo making four million dollars, or in Jacksonville making four million dollars plus whatever the Jags are paying. It, it, that, 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 that's the game you're going to play now, Jacksonville, Minnesota, and Buffalo. It, it's well, usually me. Well, well, I'll tell you. Look, not, I'll, I'll not, say not this. Bradley is probably going to get fired. Not, not, Who do you think is next in line? I, I don't think. I, I think they got they got to give Bradley more time. If they fire him, then it makes no sense to even hire him. That, that, that was another team that was a dumpster fire when he inherited it. You know, I mean, right, you got to give right. Bradley time. You, I, honestly, in my opinion, you got to give him next year and the year after. You have to, because because for, for, for that defensive scheme of his to work, you need depth, and they have no depth, and and the depth isn't exactly his 
folks, I mean, that's the general manager, whoever's drafting. They need to give that defense depth because sometimes it looks like Jacksonville stays in games they have no business staying in because they, they're playing hard for Bradley. You know, and that means, right. I'm saying, that right. always means something to me. When I see players playing hard for their coaches, especially bad teams, you know, that means something to me. You know, like, that's why I always said about Rex Ryan. Jets were terrible, but that, but they were fighting for this guy's name and his job. They did it last year, and they tried doing it again this year. Right. And, and well, I, I guess you're right about Gus, but I think that's why they hired Marone. Marone wouldn't take over if they have to fight, if they – uh, think they have to fire Gus in the middle of the year, or you know, if they have to do a Dennis Allen on him and fire him after four weeks. But I, I definitely see um, what you mean there with Gus. I, I like Gus. I think Gus can be successful if he has the right pieces around him. But obviously, he doesn't. But yeah, I, I guess I, that's I, I, let me tell you, choosing to live between Buffalo and Jacksonville—that's that, not so cut and dry. Yeah, it's, no, you're <laughs> right about that. But I guess the weather's better in Florida, right? Yeah, but it's that swamp. It's that swampy hot weather, though. You know that sure. that's not comfortable. Like I was Jacksonville was like kind of dirty southish in my mind. You know, right? Like, it's yeah, really but swampy. It, 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 would but you like, rather be minus twenty or 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 seventy five and 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 humid? You're asking the wrong guy because remember, I love the cold weather. Right, right, right. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think I'd rather be cold than hot, too. <laughs> that's, not a good, that's not a good hot, man. That's a really uncomfortable, sticky hot. I, I couldn't do it. I don't want to be a bubble. We should indoors, you know. I'm actually going upstate this week. I'm going, like, like three hours upstate this week. And I already told my girl, like, yo, bundle up. It's going to be freezing. I, I love the cold weather. But – but even that, yeah, I, I know, I know it's not for any. So choosing between Buffalo or like that's Doug Marone's bad. When you when you have to choose between living in Buffalo and Jacksonville, that's your bad, Doug Marone. Like, but you he, know what? You he know probably why thought he was getting the Jets fired. job. He probably thought you know he was why? getting the Jets job. Yeah, you know why I think Gus is going to be out? What? Because he just hired Greg Olson as his offensive coordinator, and that's not that's not a good thing for the Jags, and and I don't think it's going to be a good thing for the Jags. How do you feel about the Raiders not getting Mark Trespett as offensive coordinator as he goes over to Coach um, Joe Flacco? I felt horrible. Uh, but, <laughs> okay. But, you know, and they had him in the building. Where would you rather coach, in Baltimore or in Oakland? I mean, you're going to go coach with the Ravens. I mean, they have John Harbaugh. They have Joe Flacco. I don't know. I mean, you know what? It's like if I'm any offensive coordinator, like I think actually Flacco and Carr is a wash to me. I mean, I, 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 I would have actually looked and seen if the Raiders were serious about getting Amari Cooper. You know, like, I would have been like, are you guys really going to make the play for Amari Cooper? Look, uh, here's you know? something that I want to ask you. I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, he was a pretty bad head coach, but you yeah. don't doubt that he was a good offensive mind, right? Back in the day? I mean, probably. No, I mean, I mean, 2013, <laughs> your offense was pretty good. And, yeah, and yeah, you, know, yeah. Yeah, you, you know what happened in 2014? He didn't change anything, hmm. you know. And they I actually, up. yeah, and, and I actually looked at, at, at it's actually interesting with Mark Trestman because he right. always has this peak year with an offense, and then it goes down. It's it, it's weird. It happens it, ha- it happens in two other spots. I forgot what it was. I think it was Oakland, and I forgot where else. But well, in Oakland, he always had the peak was year, and it fell down. In Oakland, he was good in 2001 uh, when they lost to the Pats, and obviously in the Tuck Rule. And then they had that year in 2002 when they just, you know, went all went over the top. But then in 2003, yeah. they still had a good year. 
but you know they, they went four and twelve, and that's when they did that. He seems like the kind of guy that if something worked for him once, he's insistent on it. You know, he has like you know, and and, and I guess as a yeah, as I agree a, with and, you. As, as a coach, you kind of have to have that stubborn ego personality. You know, you have to. I think Chip Kelly has it, and it might be his fault. It might be leading to his downfall. And we'll get into Chip Kelly in a second. I think a lot of great minds are really stubborn or too stubborn for their good. Belichick's one of those guys, very stubborn, you know, stuck in his ways. You know, if, if, if something works for you, you don't want to change it. That's just the human nature of things, you know. But um, before we get over the, to the Eagles, uh, what do you think about the Kubiak hiring in Denver? I, I, thought, I, I thought it was all right, and I'll tell you why. Because Kubiak likes running the ball, and if Peyton stays there, they're really not going to throw the ball like they were in the last three years. They can't. They, they, if they want to save Peyton's arm for the playoffs, they've got to run the ball. And I think Kubiak is more designed for that kind of, like, like gritty kind of football game, and that's how they preserve Peyton. Do I think he's great? No. But I think for the style of football that he'll bring there, it'll probably benefit Peyton. How are they going to make this work with him running his offense? So he's Peyton's a statue. You need a little movement. I mean, Antonio Flacco is a statue, too. How is he going to do it? I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get you, that, that move at all. The Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos are stuck right now. They're stuck yeah. right now. Yeah? You know, and they're, they're not going to be head coaches anytime soon, obviously. I think I think if you look at what they did, they went back And it looks like John always not the easiest person to get along with. Uh, they basically, I, I think, they I think that word is getting around about John Elway. They basically brought back Mike Shanahan without bringing back Mike Shanahan. Pretty much. The same offense. Yeah. It's just a guy that, that 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 it's just a guy that John Elway can punk basically. You yeah. know what I mean? It, that, no, that, I it, totally agree with you. Totally agree. And, 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 it, it, it's a well, thing around the league that he's a hard guy to work for, John Elway. Right. No, and 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 not only that, you just went from one conservative guy in John Fox to another conservative guy in Gary Kubiak. So you know whatever. I mean, hey, I, got, whatever I, I, I really thought. I really thought Adam Gase was going to get promoted over there. Just keep the same. He probably should have gotten promoted. That, that, that's yeah. what I didn't get. But I, I yeah, you know what? I, uh, but what I was reading into was that Gase actually didn't like the way Elway was was with Fox, and that turned Gase off. So Gase didn't even want to be there. You know, which which I kind of believe. You know, I kind of because if Gase has a loyalty to Fox, then that's his loyalty. You know, but whatever the case, he's still a younger guy, Gase. You know, he'll he'll have a chance down the line. Maybe he just doesn't want to be in Denver. You know, he he knows we'll have a chance down the line. But that well, Manning situation is going to be bad in terms of free yeah, agency. Yeah, in terms of free agency, yeah, too, because, yeah, yeah, you know, I've already talked about Demarius Thomas. I'd be shocked if he stood in Denver to Marius Thomas. It makes no sense. Well, if, well, Thomas if, he, stays in, if, if he stays in Denver, it's because they make him and they tag him. So that's the only way he's going to stay yeah, there. Which, which they, they might have to do. They it. might have to tag him. I think Julius is gone. And I think yeah. Terrence Knighton is gone. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's going to be really hard. To, and I'm not sure if Ronnie Hillman is there next year or not. I'm not sure. You know, but I, I would think Ronnie Hillman might, might end up somewhere. Ronnie Hillman did really well when he played. Before he got hurt, Ronnie Hillman did really well there. You probably you know? have him in Chicago as backup to Matt Forte. I would love that. What do you mean backup? We're going to trade Matt Forte in his offseason. We're going to trade him to Seattle. That's going to, that's going to, that's going to happen. Remember what I called that? Because Seattle's not going to keep Marshawn Lynch. And the Bears are going to trade him to Seattle for like a second-round pick. That, 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 that's my call right now, all right? 
I can't believe they would actually trade more. They would. I, I, I still find it hard to believe that they'll let go of Marshall Lynch. I don't know, man. I have a feel. I have a feeling Marshall Lynch is gone. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, 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 I think there's. I think without a doubt, Marshall Lynch is gone, and that and that fits and that fits Matt Forte right in there. That would be, that, that's that's how I see it, man. That's how I see it. Um, before we get going, though, obviously, um, but besides the Super Bowl talk and everything, you know, we this is like three and a half or four or five, six, seven months of pre-draft talk. And, right. and what's, what's happening already is people are pretty much saying Tampa Bay and Winston is a lock, and I think that makes perfect sense for Tampa Bay yeah. to go after Winston. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, know, you're, you're, I have, you keep him in Florida, I, I, and you and you have you you match up with, with a young wide receiver, Mike Evans. I think it makes perfect sense over there. Right, right. I, I evaluated him a lot more, G, and I saw I saw more of his games, and um, the 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 kid could play quarterback, like you know. Like a pro. Like a, like a pro. I mean, he's yeah. a pro quarterback all the way. And, you know, he's immature, yes. But, you know, if people are saying, oh, he's dumb or, you know, he doesn't get it and he doesn't, he's not going to get to read the defense. Yes, he can. I mean, this kid is smart. He almost got into Stanford. He might just be a savant. He might just be an idiot savant. He might be really stupid, outside, but he just knows football. Like, he was smart enough to get into Stanford, though. He could have gone to Stanford. He had the grades to get into Stanford. That's not that's not easy to do, no, right? No, no, no. It's just that yeah. he's a stupid decision. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's just a very immature kid, but yeah. under Lovey Smith, um, you know, with Dirt Cutter, with, with those two monsters that they're going to have out there, and Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson, um, I think you, 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 you think Mr. Jackson stays there? You think Mr. Jackson's not going to get cut? I have a feeling Mr. Jackson might get cut. You're probably right about that. Yeah, I think Mr. Jackson might get cut because he, he, he's kind of getting that cross. Did you right hear now. that rumor? Did you hear that rumor too? About what? About, him, about, about him getting cut? I, I, I heard something along the oh, no, way. Me and my friend Mike Trainer were talking about that. I was like, you know what? I could definitely see him just. Getting cut, like, yeah, like, I, I agree. Remember, like, they see that big contract, so uh, you know a lot of his back ended with wide receivers, which is why they want the signing motors, which is why they hold out. Usually, he hasn't done any of that, you know, because you know, I, I think Mr. Jackson's a good receiver, by the way. I don't, yeah, you know, oh, I, he I, is. I, I, I think he's really gotten a lot. He does a lot of dirty work, goes over the middle, blocks. You know, he's a legit number one receiver. You know, but I, I think his days at Tampa Bay are done. But whatever, that's another story for another day. But the reason why I brought up Winston is because Marcus Mariota, a lot of people are saying that he could probably – he brought that, that people are not sure what Tennessee's going to do. Tennessee's the wild card and all this. Um, I think they're going to take him. I think they're going to end up taking him. Yeah, you also got the New York Jets on number six who, who might end up taking him there. But the rumor is now that – and it's picking up steam, this rumor. At first I thought it was nonsense. But Chip Kelly, Philadelphia Eagles, may make a move to jump all the way up and get Marcus Mariota. I, I want to know, but, but, but before I give you my opinion about it, what did you think of when you heard that? Um, I wouldn't doubt it, but at the end of the day, I don't think Chip Kelly even knows what he's trying to do right now in terms of the draft. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of far-fetched to think that Chip already knows what he's going to do when the draft is about three months, three and a half months away. So I don't buy it just yet. But if he does make a move, I hope he makes a move to number four if he's still there. <laughs> uh, I, let me say what I think about the Chip Kelly thing. I, first of all, I think Chip Kelly's 
one of the smarter guys in football, you know. I respect Chip Kelly, but remember what I said earlier about coaches and their stubbornness and their ego. I think Chip Kelly's one of those guys at the top of the list who's very stubborn about how he wants to coach football and very stubborn with his ego. I think if he makes this bold move and pushes, that, you know, because I think he actually got a promotion because he got that other guy fired. So he had, he has a lot more pull now when it comes to the draft and player personnel in the Eagles organization. He made that power move and he won, you know. But um, I think if he if he goes and tries to get Marcus Mariota, gets him, and thinks that putting Marcus Mariota in his offense, all he has to do is get him is get him get him win. If this backfires, Chip Kelly is done, like hundred percent. Because I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the voice saying Mariota's going to be a bust. I, I don't, I don't think Mariota's going to be much of anything in the NFL, you know. And if Mariota does end up being a bust, or if his offense takes steps back, then Chip Kelly, he, he, he may just be an offensive coordinator the rest of his life, or just ship his ass right back to college. You might be right about that. It's a really bold move. Like when you think about it. This is Chip Kelly's whole career. He puts every you know moving up in the first round of a draft. You got to give up your first. You probably got to give up other first. You got to give up a second. You got to give up a lot, you know, for, for a gamble. That's a gamble at Mariota. And if you fail and you forfeit and you forfeit the future for this kid and you fail, he's done. I think it'll work though, and and here's why: the kid made it worked in college pretty well. And he's going to have a lot of talent on his side, uh, a really good offensive line, um, a lot of good weapons, guys that have understood this system for the past two years, and I think that they'll they'll make it work, especially with him. Uh, he's probably the he's the best quarterback that's ever run that system. So if Chip thinks that he can win with him, I think he should make the move and try to go up to number two at least to get him to make sure that you get him. Because I think Tampa's getting. Um, um, Jameis Winston, no matter what. Let me tell you, I've I, I, I kind of seen this story before with these quarterbacks in college. I mean, just remember names like Timmy Chang, Graham Harrell, you know, Kellen Moore, Colt Brennan. These guys, they, they all mastered their cute little system in college of high-profile offenses, and they did absolutely nothing. Case Keenum at least got a couple of starts under his belt. You know, I give Case Keenum that, you know, you know. Philip Rivers is one of those guys. Think about, that, that, I, I think that was an anomaly, what happened in North Carolina State, what Philip Rivers did over Because <laughs> North, <Carolina, laughs> North Carolina State really did, like, for the most part, I, I, I think I've watched two North Carolina State games. Talking to a guy who watches college football all day. That is just not an exciting watch, watching North Carolina State. So I think that was just a little anomaly with Philip Rivers is there. He took, like, 13,000 yards or something. But whatever. Anyway, Brian, we were able to do it. We were able to talk football the week the, the week before the Super Bowl talk. You know, so that next week we'll have some guests on, and we'll just knock it all out. We'll make our predictions, which I'm pretty sure I know where you stand where I stand in this. And, and we'll see whatever nonsense storylines the NFL pundits kind of throw at us, because there's going to be so much nonsense. Somebody's yeah. going to talk, talk trash. It's just nonsense that they got to filter in on ESPN for two weeks. Just garbage, but... It's the it's the world we live in right now, Brian. Exactly, and 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 it's fun to talk about it because we only got one more football game left, and yeah. then we go to the off season. So, we, oh, it's gonna be okay. Anyway, Brian, tell everybody where they can find your stuff, man. Where they can hit you up on Twitter? At Brian NFL in LA, and um, just right here with you on the Gridiron Nation. 
uh, every every week. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O, and find us next week, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, on Brian's Weird California World, 5 o'clock Western Time. <laughs> so, all right, Brian, we'll see you, see you next week. Buddy. All right, have a good one, G. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.